All right, welcome back to another episode of Panthers Off Holding Table Talk. This is episode 71. Winter uh, is what? here. 71 or 70? 71. No, 70? 70? 70? No, 71. 71. 71. Yeah. You're full I, said, I said that with confidence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 71. We're, we're, we're retirement age now. All right. We have done this 71 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Winter is here, guys. It's here. It's here. Yeah. So Happy after, New Year. After three weeks of being gone. Merry winter, Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Merry New Year. And happy ha- Boxing happy Week. Cr- ha- happy Christmas. Yep. So hopefully everybody's got a nice break. Um, it's been a nice three weeks for us being off and not having to worry about Thursday rolling around because I start worrying about it on a tuesday or monday and then these guys are like no can we talk about it on wednesday and then everyone and then all of these guys are like oh but i gotta write it down and all this and then you know did he just shoot us in the foot right there Ty? a little bit a little bit eh? hey hey boy uh, i'm sorry okay i work and then i'm tired and then i die <laughs> and then i am reborn that's then okay we, you had three weeks to uh to worry about that it was nice thank yeah. you i've been busy it's not like i've been sitting down doing no, nothing I've, I've been working too and yeah. with, with all this uh omnicron like uh variant stuff, all the bowls uh, went out by yeah. the chutzpah we're we're back at remote again so yeah. hey at least we got this still we're good yeah, i mean it is different though it is different i mean i don't know if people can tell all right so um I guess we'll promote the black membership here a bit, but if you're still looking for that perfect gift for someone, um, yeah, go buy the uh, Panther Airsoft black membership. It's a good time to buy it so that uh, they're ready for the spring, the whole and year, summer, and fall, and then winter again. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, uh, yeah. We're sponsoring them, I guess, <laughs> because we work for them. We're, we're sponsoring, sponsoring them, them, or they're sponsoring us. Don't we let like Elliot sponsor yeah, Panther Airsoft. I was like, don't let Elliot hear you say that. <laughs> it was the other way around, guys. Sorry. All right, so winter is here. It's getting cold out there. Some people like it. I mean, I I like it. Snow soft is the best soft. Um, I like snow soft, but one hundred percent. I just haven't been out of the field for a while, so I, huh. I really have no excuse. If I like huh. it, why, why am I not there? Exactly. If you didn't like Snowsoft, it's because you didn't like snow in the first place. <laughs> That's right. Big ups. Calling you out. I have family commitments. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I was like, where is this coming from? This I, repressed anger right now. I, I, I have photo evidence of you playing in the snow, boy. I, I, I do have I photo do. evidence I that. do. I got I lots. videos, actually. I got lots. I got lots. Yeah. But that was the younger me. <laughs> oh, the younger me. <laughs> okay. It was like last all right. year. All right, all right. Yeah, the younger you. But okay. we, have, we, have, we, we, have some good, we have some good advice to give to people, all right? 100%. All yeah. right. So, yeah, it's been so much for the last couple of weeks. We're gonna In this segment, we're going to be talking about gear, boots, socks, pants, jackets, you name it. Mac will be going over some of the list of stuff. I'm sure mm. you're going to include some Arteryx in there because... Um, <laughs> well, I'm just not naming any expensive. brands. But Arteryx. Because <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's other brands too. There um, are other brands. Yeah, and then uh, we're gonna be going over some of your airsoft guns, things to look out for, white conditions at this time. Um, black BBs probably the best time to use it now because it's snowing. Uh, so no. Tech will be going over some winter tech guide stuff. Um, yeah, let's let's finish off those uh, projects, gun projects that you guys have been doing. But we'll be going over that. Uh, we're gonna be going over some uh, coldness, uh, preparedness. Uh, so or be, being prepared for the cold, uh, bringing extra clothes after you're done playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as uh, cleaning up your gear, sell them, donate them, wash them, you know, making room for more gear. I'm sure you guys got more gear over the winter time because, you know, you got some extra slush funds or people just gave you stuff or, you know, gifted you stuff. Stop um, looking at me. I, what did I, I don't know. <laughs> Remember, we also have a buy and sell here. So, yeah, post it up if you don't need them anymore. And lastly, we'll be talking about activities for winter time that complement your airsoft skills. So we're going to be going over some of the uh, like safe winter activities for airsoft and stuff that you could do at home. I said at home, not outside. At home. Okay. So let's move on. Mac, your segment. Let's go. What oh. do you got for us? All right, guys. Uh, winter is here. Uh, I know we kind of dived into the last year and stuff like that. We're back for another round of uh, it's wet, it's cold, and it's gross outside. Um, that being said, um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, guys, is that obviously winter brings a whole host of goodies that um, some may and may not be used to. The guys, the vets out there, the people have played before kind of know what to expect. People that don't and are kind of uh, unsure of what 
what to expect. Hopefully, we'll be able to kind of give you some uh, shed some knowledge on that as well. Um, so uh, the cold, the wet, and sometimes the painful games of airsoft when it comes to playing in the winter. Um, you know, there are some uh, particular things that you need to take into consideration. But this list that I've kind of compiled and everything, small but sweet. Uh, it's not in any particular order, but uh, you know keep that in mind. Um, these are things that I contemplate when I'm playing airsoft in the winter and everything. So the first thing that I kind of want to stress and something that we always stress uh, is footwear. So your feet are basically the driving force behind your everyday mechanism of just being able to move your body around. So taking proper care of your feet is essential to being able to move properly and safely, uh, no matter the weather or the environment and stuff. Um, uh, you know, so that will obviously taking place. Um, one of the easiest things to say uh, when it comes to footwear with Airsoft, and especially at Panther Airsoft, because of us being just a real outdoor, full forest kind of facility and everything, uh, is uh, boots. Uh, so that being said, you don't have to get too specific when what kind of boots. Um, anything that'll keep your feet dry and elevated. So I recommend high ankle support, poi. You can vouch for that on me. Agreed. Um, you know, there's a lot of tree roots and branches and kind of things out there in the mud that people kind of don't realize. And those are ankle breakers, guys. It's super easy to just kind of twist your ankle while you're Especially running. Especially in the snow. Yeah, um, where you don't know slippery. things are. They yes. get slippery yeah. with those yeah. roots. Ooh, well, so that being said, um, one of the pieces of advice that I can definitely give players when it comes to playing in the winter and in the snow is slow down. A lot of people get stuck up on thinking that they need to still run as hard as they possibly can, like in the summer and everything. And guys, you can do it. I'm not going to say that you can't and everything, but really you got to slow it down for safety wise for yourself and or for others. Cause the last thing you want to do is come full force, collide with somebody around the corner because you're both sprinting at full tilt and there's not a chance you guys are going to stop. It's you guys are going to go right into each other and that's going to lead to broken guns, broken noses, broken, broken hearts, a lot of things. Okay guys. So slowing it down when it comes to winter play uh, and then emphasis on the footwear to make sure that you're taking care of your feet. You want you make sure you have your feet dry and you want to make sure you're keeping your feet, um, you know, uh, supported, obviously. So, you know, making sure you've got some rough treads and everything like that, some waterproof shoes. Those are all things to try, uh, take into account. You don't have to buy combat boots or anything unless you're trying to go for some kind of impression or sorts. Uh, you know, hiking shoes, hiking boots, Solomon's and, you know, Columbia makes some good ones and stuff like that. Like all Wind River, I, like, you know, I can there's tell tons. you right now, it's probably cheaper to buy commercial grade um like hiking boots yeah 100 exactly. boots like designed yeah. for the military yeah right because i mean those are going for a certain look and then those are going for a certain purpose so those are to each their own and everything like that so building up from our feet guys is cold weather gear so when i say cold weather gear i mean the tops and bottoms um so taking care of uh your layer or taking care to layer up properly with the right materials can separate you from sitting there shivering during a game to being uh to barely noticing that it's cold um i find that starting out from a solid base layer you can find yourself in a quite comfortable position uh, in the harsh outdoors, uh, and yeah, you don't even really notice it. So I highly recommend uh, starting out with like a dry fit under layer. So that ranges from all sorts of companies and brands out there from like, you know, Under Armour, Thermal Wear. Um, I know a couple of those brands themselves make things out of like merino wool or some kind of like cotton and nylon thing. So um, make sure you're kind of like, you know, doing what works for you. In, in your situation my, and stuff. Um, my best yeah, advice ahead. for cold weather gear, especially for airsoft, is uh, mm -hmm. if you go skiing or snowboarding, some of those base layers that you use yeah. for that sport actually mm -hmm. can be applied to airsoft, especially because, yeah, you're doing extraneous activities, especially hiking 100%. in the snow or snowboarding or skiing yeah. or And you want whatever. a lot of moisture wicking. Yeah. Moisture wicking, right? Yeah. So, like, that's one of the things that um, a lot of people don't understand, too, is, like, if you're wearing, like, a regular cotton T-shirt, um, whether it gets soaked from your sweat or whether it gets soaked from uh, your... Um, play outdoors and in the elements um that's not going to dissipate the the either the cold or the moisture away from your body it's just kind of kind of stick it's soaked it's cold it's going to be one yeah. of those things that causes it can cause hypothermic it can it, because if hypothermic if, if i'm not i don't want to get to that yeah. extreme if, but I'm if just it takes like, if it is, sticks to you 
it's going to zap you yeah, your energy, yeah, right? It's so basically those are zap the, you, yeah. yeah. So those are one of the things that I really want people to uh, kind of understand is bu building up from that base. So um, for me right now, I work outdoors all day, uh, you know, eight to 10 hours and everything like that. Um, and when I'm standing out there, uh, I, the main thing that I always try and make sure I understand is that if I take care of my feet, uh, and then I go up from my legs and my chest and everything like that. If I'm able to keep my core uh, nice and comfortable, then, you know, no matter how bad the elements are outside, as horrible as I, as they are, I can deal with it. Um, but the second I, I start to lose those battles, like, oh, my feet are wet. I'm done. I'm like the biggest little diva and I'm sorry about it, but it, it is what it feet is. You're wet. Fingers are cold. I'm done with this. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. okay. That's when you go to the barn hang out sometimes yeah. we'll have sometimes we'll have like the bar fire, a barrel fire going so right exactly hang out there we don't mind yeah. if you guys hang out warm up yeah. that's one of the things you want to make sure yeah. you take care of your yeah. extremities and your core so building that base is what's important so tony, moving on from tony mentioned uh insulated oh. thermals by um columbia those, those are really good 100 percent, exactly yeah, yeah. Like, whatever so works from, for you yeah, yeah whatever works for your brand your budget whatever like myself i've got a bunch of under armor uh under shirts and stuff like that from my workout and uh just work and i also have like nike dry fit under armor stuff um you know um yeah it, it, it to each their own and everything i've got long johns that's one thing too a lot of people understand too is the tops and the bottoms they do go together some people are you know heated differently and they don't need that stuff that's fine if that's you that's awesome if it makes it too uncomfortable like tack i know you're one of those hot guys right like you can rock the top but the bottoms it pushes you over to the <clears throat> uncomfortable portion right so yeah you should find yeah, that exactly. balance that's what's important like, yeah um, it's, it's hit or miss yeah you got to be careful with it but like something to always remember you can always take stuff off right but you can't always put stuff on in certain situations so it's always good to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the cold mm -hmm. okay sorry go ahead uh yeah so moving on to um the next portion of that right pairing with your cold weather gear is wet weather gear so mm. just because you have layered up um against the cold and really like stabbing a uh, humid climate that is the west west coast uh you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself from um the moisture um so basically we have lots of uh, precipitation i know everyone knows i hope we have lots of participation um but everyone knows uh that it rains a lot so you want to make sure you set yourself up to protect yourself from that, right? So whether that's like a solid rain jacket, um, you know, uh, so here, sorry, my little write up here is after taking care of your core temperature in this humid climate, having a piece of gear that separates you from the wet outdoors can be essential to being able to have a good time. No one likes sitting there soaked cold all day. So a solid layer rain jacket and or pants is not for everyone, but sometimes it works better than nothing. Uh, and, and another thing that I had it added there as well is a poncho some people don't realize a poncho can also work as well i'm actually a particular guy that likes rocking a poncho rather than like a rain jacket or something i can throw the entire poncho over all of my equipment and keep me safe whereas a rain jacket most of the time you're still wearing your equipment outside of your gear and everything so yeah. you know to each their own play style and everything like that um but regardless having a layer to separate you from uh a water can be highly beneficial in protecting your equipment and aid into having a better uh, and positive attitude. Because I know a lot of the times, a lot of people get heated and frustrated super fast out there. There are underlying issues to why that is. It's like, man, this guy's not calling his hits. It's actually, you're sitting there pretty cold and frustrated and you don't want to move and you're complaining. But, you know, again, to each their own. Um, so moving on from there, and that kind of ties into what I'm also going to talk about is food and nutrition. So some people, some Sometimes people are, people are hangry and they don't really realize it. You're out there and you're playing, you're working hard and you don't realize that your body is working through all of these calories and, you know, you get hungry and all of a sudden it's super easy to get frustrated and you're noticing these things or you're not noticing these things because you haven't been able to kind of like sit back and realize that, oh, I haven't fueled myself properly or you're, you know, you're feeling sluggish and you're feeling like your gameplay is shit just because you're not able to kind of carry yourself through these situations. So running around in snow and mud and mucky situations, it can be pretty draining on the body. So you want to make sure that, you know, you fuel 
your, you give gas to the gas tank, right? Everything starts with you and what you put into your body. A lot of people overlook breakfast. It's one of the most common reasons to start a bad day. People don't realize that, but it's actually like, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, this person's in my way or blah, blah, blah. It's like, actually, you know, you're just really irritable right now. You, you got enough time in the morning to go to a field, get your McDonald's breakfast. Well, just whatever it is, regardless, you know, I highly don't recommend the McDonald's breakfast and stuff. Coffee's okay, but you know what? Like, you know, if you just have eggs and some bacon, eggs and some toast, even a bowl of cereal, something to tide you over and stuff. But um, gotcha. A&W breakfast. Let's go. Yeah. You know what? Okay. That's what I'm not getting into specifics here, but you know, a lot of people overlook breakfast and that's I'm just saying save time, airsoft more, you know, Uh, so try your best to eat three meals a day. Uh, and in the winter, especially because, uh, you know, it is essential, uh, to get all the calories to keep your body fueled through, uh, the winter season and stuff, the cold and harsh climates can demand a lot from your body. So make sure you take care of it. Uh, highly recommend foods with lots of carbs and healthy fats. That's going to make sure that you give and stored energy to be able to utilize, uh, throughout the day or, uh, whenever you're doing some kind of strenuous physical activity. Uh, and then again, guys, you want to hit up those, uh, nice, uh, you want to get all your essential proteins and balance them out with your veggies so you know i'm not trying to be anyone's nutritionist and stuff but um you know i notice it when i take care of what i eat uh so you know trying to extend that out to you guys as well like i mean i'm not gonna lie i have done the garbage diet that was my first 17 18 25 years of my life, but things have changed guys so you know if you guys want to be able to you know perform in just your everyday today lives you want to make sure you take care of what you put, uh, what you they're put they're body. young they'll learn don't worry yeah some people are young so this are. this also puts a good perspective into a airsoft nutrition segment so i don't know if we should have one but comment down below guys if uh if that's something that you're interested in that'll be hilarious or where we compare mres to like what do airsofters eat yeah garbage they, they, you eat garbage and you operate and then that's why you operate like garbage anyways i can't i can't speak i can speak for myself because i eat garbage right now so <laughs> it's just i just I haven't had time to like with the busy family schedule stuff anyways um thank you for that mac um yeah i, I do want to emphasize on the uh, cold and uh wet weather gear um they are separate categories yes um we have a unique sort of environment here where um if you think about um like alberta or like ontario or like any of the central provinces they have a different weather system than we do they get dry cold we get wet cold here so a lot of the times like for us we would layer up with like fleece and base layer underneath so that we don't get cold and then outside is our wet layer gear um like that's why Arteryx is pretty well known here because of the fact that they, they can do both. Um, they have certain brands that can do both. They have fleece lining inside and then with the Gore-Tex on the outside. So again, like you're right, it's really up to the person and how much heat they generate. Because for me, I, I generate a lot of heat in wintertime too. So I would be okay with like sometimes with just like a, a base layer, a thermal, and then a sweater outside or like... Um, or like a thin Arthrex, uh, like uh, rain gear on. Um, yeah, it's really all up to you and how you want to wear it. But you got to make sure you just don't get too cold that you get what is it, hypothermia. Hypo. Yeah, yeah, that you get hypothermic. Yeah. Hypothermia hypothermic. is like actually the point where you're yeah. like gonna die. So let's not do that. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, yeah, thank you for that food and nutrition stuff because uh. Well, it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. It's something that I honestly like thought of that we left out last year that I I was looking back at um our uh, previous episode from last year and I was all like wow okay we talked a lot about the gear and the footwear and again I cannot emphasize the footwear enough people like seriously how much do I spend on my gun brah go buy some good boots okay yeah like trust me you're gonna win more than half of these kids with their guns because they can't even freaking play I mean okay like we've seen some people play in sneakers in winter time I think that should stop because that is just dangerous level of I just stupidity. feel bad for them at that point yeah I mean I, it's their body not mine but still yeah. like please like wear proper footwear because I as someone who breaks my ankle a lot yeah I, I get it but also who's someone who's camped out a lot in wintertime as well. Proper footwear is a big thing. I've had one time where I had a hole in my footwear and that just ruined the entire trip. Like I had to go home early and stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, don't forget socks, wool socks, wool, wool, Ooh, merino, exactly. 
Yeah, merino. Thermal sock. Anything that's just some kind of like thermal insulating sock, you know? Yeah. There's it's... tons of brands out there. There's tons of materials out there. Make sure you guys do the research or ask the questions. Like, man, like Tony just put in exactly, right? Uh, Columbia's got some really good stuff. Heli Hansen has some really good workwear yeah. stuff. Uh, if you guys don't know, Carhartt's got a bunch of good stuff out there. Dakota, uh, you, you know, tons um, of stuff out there to make sure you are able to perform and be comfortable in the elements. Yeah. If you visit a uh, sports check or an atmosphere um that's locally here you're gonna see a lot of uh good footwear and as well as a lot of good cold and wet weather gear highly recommend you go there just to get some advice or see what what's out there and then you can go out and actively find other things that are like off brand and stuff like that um my best recommendation especially when you're going through this year is buy it off season because um it gets pretty expensive when you're buying it on season um buying it off season or last year's brand still pretty good um, you could go out to like places like uh, Winners and buy some off-season stuff. Um, they're still pretty good, like the jackets and stuff. Uh, they're not going to be in the right color that you want. Like you know, like gray is probably the best bet for um, for winter gear, especially in a white environment um, like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like thermal gear and underwear or anything like that, no one's going to look in. No one's going to look what what you're wearing underneath. So. It could be any color you want. It could be red, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to layer, if you want to camouflage your layers, then yeah, you could just wear something like a poncho, right? You could wear a white poncho. Um, I know they sell one at um, what is it, uh, Poco Military, and that'll camouflage all your gear right away. If you're just wearing that poncho, um, if you want to go specific, you could start taping your guns with white tape or something like that, just to hide the profile of a black gun or airsoft gun. Um, or you could just start taping up, um, all kinds of gear, like your chest face and stuff in white. Um, yeah, I've, I've done to a point where I was wearing, uh, what did I give you there, Tack? Uh, what, what do you call that? The, uh, the white suit that you were wearing for that event? Um, oh, the Tyvek suit. The Tyvek suit. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> that works. That's actually that, really that, good. That, that actually works pretty well funny. as a camouflage. You, yeah. You're, you're going to use it like, you know, one or two times, right? And it's going to rip. Okay, whatever. But it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Like. I got it for $15 or $10. Well, what's cool about it, what people don't realize is not just because it's all white, right? Like, cause like, it's the same thing as like in at night in a situation where say, someone's wearing like all black or all one color or whatever yeah. it is. It's like, um, it, it's, it's ruffled or whatever it is. So it actually like makes the light kind of like refract a little bit off yeah. and stuff yeah, like that. So, so it does make it really, really hard. And when you're in the snow, it actually makes you look like snow. Oh, yeah. Especially when your back, they, like your backfill or your background is all white yeah. or like, you know, it's just, if you're just crushed down, laying down. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to see them out in a distance. It works really well. A white plastic, a uh, white garbage, <laughs> white garbage bag. bag. <laughs> actually that Tony, works well I, tony's always innovative i always yeah. appreciate yeah, exactly no. tony oh yeah, yeah. It, it's waterproof frugal, too yeah no yeah. i hey no. whatever works right if the if you could fool the enemy that means that it works right i mean whatever works right like yeah no exactly i agree yeah. with that yeah i mean we should jump into a winter camo section here we didn't really add it but yeah there's there is a lot of uh like winter camouflage stuff that you can get but the problem is they're very hard to get and especially with our environment where we don't get a lot of snow it's just like one of those things where you're just going to use it once a year mm-hmm. right or not even not even once a year probably once every two years or three years or something when we get a big snow here but mm-hmm. yeah they're very expensive um they're hard to find um if you do have a set cool like that's awesome i know dayton has a set of uh like the pants and as well as the uh like the the poncho that he wears, and that's oh, a beautiful yeah, that's does. a beautiful set. But the problem was, it's like it costs like two hundred or three hundred something of like that just just alone. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty expensive just for, for specific, yeah, yeah. Um, if if that's what the look what you're looking for, then go for it. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from or nothing stopping us like from getting it right because mm-hmm. like if money's not an issue, go for it. Yeah, you get you get the coolness factor to it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got to train with it, right? So that's why you got to come out and play airsoft in the wintertime so you can experience it because... Yeah, try it once. Yeah, try it once. If you don't like it, cool. Then stay at home. We got some fun activities for later on in this podcast that you could do at home as well. But um, yeah, winter camo. Um, if you know what you're looking for, go for it. Uh, really nothing. Like if you like the Russian stuff, like the, like, the, like the Russian camos that they have for winter, go for it as well. I mean, they're pretty good. They're pretty cheap. Um, 
if you're trying to get like NATO equipment that's like winter stuff, usually they just put on like uh like the same thing, like like that Tyvex is almost it's almost the same thing that they that that they do. Um, they just cover up all their all their current camos with just a white on it, and then that's it. And then yeah, if you want to cover up your bag too with a white cover. Um, they sell those as well on Amazon where you could just cover the bag um, in a white cover. That's good as well. Um, yeah, so that is it for gear. Uh, I don't have anything. Oh, actually, the one thing I want to add, um, this came up um, on uh, on like a Discord chat about um, footwear and stuff. Mm-hmm. On top of your footwear, if you only have like, not like if you're getting into a point where it's muddy slash snowy at the same time, um gators uh do you guys know what gators are mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. The, the, yeah yeah so you wrap that around your boot ankle and then it goes all the way up to almost your knee just below your knee and that basically protects you from having stuff like snow fall into the top of your shoe right or the top of your uh, boots basically so if you're getting knee deep snow which right now in panther is actually uh it's uh it's pretty deep actually when i was there uh last last week um yeah the snow was pretty deep it was gonna get into my if 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 i just started walking some more in the woods it Mm. it was gonna get into my uh because i was wearing sneakers i was dumb (laughs) i wasn't playing though but um yeah it was gonna get into my sneakers if if i wasn't careful or wasn't taking the uh the 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 plowed path right if i go into the deep end yeah if like the snow was like below below my knee which was pretty deep and uh, gators is the best way of preventing that, and as well as it keeps your like lower calf all the way up to your feet like dry as well. Um, they're pretty cheap. They're like, oh, like the cheapest one you guys like twenty dollars for a pair, and it protects you from like for for just that reason alone. Um, it's also good if you're just like hiking around a mountain and stuff. So it's 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 a good thing to have overall. Get get the uh, get the Gore-Tex ones. Um, you don't have to get the Gore-Tex one. You could get the poly or whatever um, plastic that they have, mm-hmm. like the uh, like the tent fabric one. I forgot what they're called, but yeah, no uh, Gore-Tex. Put it on, and then yeah, you're gonna have a dry time with your feet. Uh, so that's that's another one that I wanted to add. Um, all right, shall we move on to the tech portion of this segment then for winter maintenance? I guess no, no, nothing, nothing to add, Mac. Nope. All right. No. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, sorry. I mean, you covered, you covered it pretty well there. And I mean, like, yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't know what else to draw into the winter. I mean, it's like, if they are not listening to what we've said already, <laughs> like they're screwed. <laughs> All right. Well, Tack, let's move on to your segment here. What would a technician do at this point in winter okay. time? Well, so the basic thing with winter maintenance is like if you're the type of player who's not going to be playing in the winter time right like boy was saying previously there's a ton of things that you can catch up on like for a lot of you guys who are tech savvy and whatnot you can take your whole thing apart uh you can go ahead and clean it and stuff like that if you're not going to be using it it's a good time to either leave the spring out or you know um decompress the spring right um so that you can prolong longevity of your uh, platform and whatnot. Um, what do you mean by decompress the spring? Is it like taking it out of a gearbox and doing it? Uh, you can choose to do that, or you can just make it so that uh, the piston isn't um, retracted all the way. So usually when you put it in after, when you open the gearbox, it's going to be technically decompressed anyway, because it's going to be in the furthest forward motion. Mm. Uh, when you put it in, so uh, there's that. Um, As in, like cycle it forward, meaning fire it once, and then that's it, no. right? No, no, you don't have to do that. You can just leave it as is. You can if you want to, right? But uh, usually, when you fire it, it'll kind of leave it half, half cocked and stuff like that. And then, so when people leave it stored up like that for a long time, and then come back after, <laughs> they might like an fps deviation so are there ways of decocking it without like having to put a battery in or anything like that like releasing the spring is there like methods of doing it or uh is, is it you, different per gun uh most guns are pretty simple you just take the motor out and then go to the anti-reversal latch and then pop that if you know where it is uh if not and you're not tech savvy no okay 
So there's yeah. no okay. Yeah. So you you yeah. would have to be tech savvy to do it. I'm guessing this is a yeah. good time to learn how to tech. Uh, it would be, it would be, it would be like um, if you put more money into your gun, right? Obviously, and this is for people who buy guns off the bat or whatever it is, right? You can get fancy MOSFETs that'll decock it and stuff like that. And there's some platforms that will do that, which I find is really, really cool and actually a really neat idea because again, you prolong the longevity of the whole thing. So good on, you know, companies that do that. Although I bet you it's a pain in the ass to deal with the gun when it does break. <laughs> because that's an extra mechanism or like moving part to deal with. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah, Airsoft. Gotcha. Airsoft, Airsoft. yeah, exactly. All right. So that's 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 one thing in winter maintenance you can do is just maintain your gun doing it that way, um, keeping it safe, decocking it, um, decompressing the spring. Um, any other springs that we got to decompress or anything? I know for gas blowback, uh, I guess I'll jump in with the gas blowback tip here is, uh, yeah, don't leave your, like, gun all the way open like racked mm -hmm. up all the way open and then you leave you leave the bolt carrier all the way back don't don't do that because that compresses your spring to decompress it you could just slam the bolt carrier all the way forward and then you could leave it like that if you want to go to the extreme and actually remove the buffer tube spring or whatever spring that is compressing to it that's mm -hmm. fine too but like yeah you don't really have to you just slam the bolt carrier forward and that's it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Uh, sorry, moving on. Um, anything else for winter maintenance? Uh, uh well, no. You bring of? up a you you bring up a good point. Like so, like um, I brushed up the whole parts about the AEGs and whatnot. But when it comes to GBBs, like we had talked about in a previous episode and uh, whatnot, uh, he who shall not be named of Panther Staff had a GBB that uh, was uh, brand new and uh, got it rusted and whatnot. Right, Ooh. so Rust brand new Rust. and rusted. That's, that's another one. That's and another that one. and that comes from playing in this kind of conditions yeah. so for people who are thinking about winter maintenance so like i was saying about storage and I, we were talking about like you know if you're not going to be playing kind of goes the same way if you want to be playing you need to take care and maintain your platform so if it's going to get wet you want to make sure you clean it you want to also make sure if it's a gbb you oil it properly right you have all those anti-corrosion sort of uh whatnot use those good lubricants yeah. and uh whatnot you know be generous you know just <laughs> Get it all up in there because it's only going to do it favors other than the hot book. <laughs> but um, in all honesty, though, uh, like Boy was saying, for long-term storage, you want to take that out. But uh, if you're not, right, at the same time, you want to always lube stuff up, right? And if uh, you're a person who wants to use like silicone lube, because I know there's some weirdos like you out there who want to do that, uh, remember, it's wintertime, which means that things get uh, more, vis more viscous. Or less viscous. More. More that viscous, right? That means they're getting more friction out of it. Yeah. So, you know, so for all you guys who like to use the heavyweight stuff in the cold, it's going to be even heavier. So, you know, probably got to change it up and whatnot. So don't forget about that kind of stuff. Um, for maintenance-wise, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, you know, so for all you guys who have those backed-up guns, all you guys who have those gun collections, you know, now's the time to do that uh, project little building. So, you know, go check that out. Another project? Guys... Yeah, exactly. So for all you guys who... <laughs> or you know, finish a project. Out. Which one do you fin want? Finish. Start. One or the other. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> gotcha. Another project car. I mean, another yeah, project exactly. gun. <laughs> so, but the next thing is, well, let's kind of go a little bit into, like, the storage. I know we talked about that in the previous episode and whatnot, but, like, again, we got to reiterate it uh, because I get you guys have goldfish memory when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, I feel bad. Oh, yeah 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 so uh don't forget um you need to properly store them so that also includes taking your batteries out that also includes you know if you're you know tech savvy and whatnot you know decocking the uh, spring and all that all that jazz uh make sure things are separate when you're putting it together because it is considered a real firearm you don't want to surprise someone who I don't know the chances, but let's just not play with those odds at all, right? Yeah, you're you you're to... in a storage area that's shared in your neighbor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, or whatever it is, and you happen to have a magazine and then you know, it, it, you know, if you have a brain, you know, you would be, you know, observant. But most people don't have a brain, so just uh, yeah, don't play with that. Um, uh, that's that's really it and you got you know if you're gonna store it make sure you lock it to be honest like that's really i think what it comes down to like if you're gonna store something long term i believe it should be locked uh just because you, one you don't want other people going through it right it's a valuable 
And uh, two, if you're going to not be looking at it for a really long time, again, you don't want people to be looking through it. So blocking it is the most feasible thing, in my opinion, on that. Uh, so don't forget that. Uh, other than that, uh, battery maintenance. So going on to that, uh, when it comes to winter maintenance, um, for all you guys who seemingly have this question every time when you come in and you wonder why your batteries are dead, it's winter time. It's cold. It's very pay to win when it comes to batteries, unfortunately. Uh, the more expensive and the better quality battery you have, the more likely more you're going <laughs> to... Uh, well, it, yes, but also you're going to be able to play at extreme temperatures. Um, so... For all you guys who uh, can't uh, play, you know, all day, I don't with one battery. I don't know why you do. You shouldn't, unless it's like one of those fancy batteries. But still, you know, um, don't forget. You might even only get through like half a game. For some of you guys who use the same battery over uh, three years or something like that, I know there's tons of you guys out there who use the same battery it's gonna have bad results when it comes to the winter time and worst case scenario you overdo it and you can cause a fire i know some people are gonna look at me and be like oh that's blah blah, blah this and blah, blah blah that yes there are multiple factors but guess what the winter time exacerbates the problem so you want to be careful on so that. i want to add a note to batteries and cold temperature mm -hmm. um so lipos have an operating temperature of zero degrees to 35 degrees mm-hmm so if, if it's reaching any of those temperatures above and beyond, that's when they start to weaken the capacity or the discharge becomes like there's this discharge loss or anything like that. Um, yeah, keep that in mind. Zero degrees to 35 degrees. So th that's the perfect like the, the perfect temperature for storage is usually room temperature. Right. So that's in between. Right. But that's mm -hmm. like that's in the center. So, yeah, just keep that in mind when you're storing your LiPo batteries, because um yeah, sometimes you just throw them in a the garage or something and your garage is cold or your storage unit downstairs is cold. So um, good way to keep them in good operating um, capacity is, uh, you know, your um, LiPo chargers, mm -hmm. um, the fancier ones. Um, if you buy an expensive LiPo charger, it has a uh, there's a discharge setting and there's also a storage setting. So it'll store them at a certain capacity so that it doesn't expand or get hot or you know if it gets too cold then it doesn't drain it too much so i think it stores it at about like 60 to 80 percent of its capacity so that it has that room to expand or you know do whatever right or have a loss at that point uh you don't want to store batteries that are overcharged or you know at 100 capacity that's you're asking to get fire and stuff especially when it gets moisture inside the chemistry in there so yeah zero to 35 that's that's your operating temperature for those lipos Mm -hmm. uh, sorry go ahead <laughs> no 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 thank you for that boy yeah. just so that if people get a better idea because a lot of you guys think that things still work all the time it it, it kind of it hurts a little bit that you guys don't do just a little bit of i know i know you guys spend a lot of money and you expect things to work but uh things have an optimal kind of threshold and unfortunately we don't live in optimal conditions we live in bc not california we always get the wet temperatures so. yeah so uh unfortunately their test conditions are in optimal conditions yeah right that's why you want to look for the high quality stuff because usually they put them in rough conditions so that's something to always think about um but yeah you know have multiple batteries make sure you can maintain them properly um lipo bag big one like yeah, store it, it in a lipo bag just in mm. case something ever was to happen. Like if they blow up for some reason, they get moisture in in the battery mm. chemistry. At least it wasn't a lipo bag, and that I've like I've seen some I've seen some bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, when it comes to that, guys, um, there's that. I know Poi mentioned about getting a high-quality charger, so I'll mention it again as well. Don't forget to get a high-quality charger because it'll save you money in the long run. For all you guys who have managed to keep your batteries for a long time with the crappy chargers, good on you. I don't know how you managed to do it. Uh, but yeah, get yourself uh, If it charger. works, it works. I don't need to buy another one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> screw, screw you, Zach. <laughs> We're not, we're not, don't worry. <laughs>
We're laughing with you, not He's at you. He's looking at me like so intently. He's like, like hold on, hold on. Don't you guys share the same charger? That's what I was getting at here. I'm glad you picked up what I was putting down. But right. moving on, boy. Uh, back to you. Okay, so that is it for uh, a lot of the attacking stuff. Um, yeah, emphasize on winter maintenance, storage, and battery maintenance because those are the biggest things for when you're storing your batteries away for that long. And as well as when you're operating um, out in temperatures like that, you make sure, take care of your batteries, guys. That's that's yeah. a big one. Take care of your batteries. Take care of your airsoft guns. It is wet outside, and you know, like I was saying before, with the cold and wet weather gear, we live in a very temperate, like wet environment. We will get rust on our guns regardless, right? It's not, it's not fun dealing with rust either, uh, especially for GBBR users. I can tell you yeah. that right now. Oh, um, and one thing, I was just looking at the comments uh, from our live Discord for all you guys who are listening to this after the fact. We do have a live Discord uh, when we do these kinds of things. So if you guys want to ask questions, uh, don't forget to uh, follow the link and uh, get on in and uh, join us uh, when we're doing our live sessions here. Uh, but uh, Tony was asking about uh, hop-up buckets. Um, that's an important thing, and it actually affects both GBV AEGs. Um, so for all you guys who don't know, if you're running one of those like 60, 80 degree buckings in the summertime, they're really, really hard. And uh, by the time that it's the wintertime, they're even harder, and they're probably not going to work very effectively. So uh, in those situations, for all you guys who want to have well, so that brings up a good point, actually. So for a lot of you all-season guys, I know some of you guys have the all-round ones. So you guys are okay with the range. Like, I know there are some guys who don't maximize their range for one particular thing because the temperatures are and the conditions are always changing. They kind of go for more of an all-round sort of situation. So there are those types of guys and whatnot. So they're able to play without a problem all season. While there are the guys who you know, maximize in the summertime and then they come and then they have to change everything in the wintertime because of their entire setup. So uh, don't forget about that. So that's something that uh, Tony did mention. So thank you for that. So yeah, plastics do have a operating temperature as well, but not as dramatic as like something like, uh, like we were talking about uh, batteries and stuff, because that's a chemistry, like the plastic itself. Yeah, it will get brittle. It will get hardened. It, certain temperatures will it we'll could like make be it life soft. or death, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it critical? Not really. But remember, we, we did discuss this with uh, GB, the GBBR segment, or the GBB segment about operating temperatures, right? That is a big one for a lot of uh, yeah. products and a lot of uh, materials that we use for airsoft. Right? A lot of these 100%. stuff are, are just being used in the summertime, right? And then you introduce winter, wet winter, and cold winter, right? Or dry winter. The, it has its own elements on it, right? So certainly we learned something from gas blowbacks where, where gases have their operating temperatures, right? And they're very small margins of operating temperatures, right? That's why you have to use different kind of chemicals on them mm -hmm. to make it so that they operate at a colder temperature or a hotter temperature, you know, lower pressures and stuff, right? So, yeah, it's the same thing for, you know, plastics, metals that we use. Um, yeah, ev everything some sort of durability placed on it and they things just don't last forever right so you got to take care of that that's why you got to jump in there with your maintenance um if you're going to use it over winter time right like you already came out of fall season which is basically the wet season for us too you got to watch out for those as well because now you're introducing like you know mo like heavy moisture into your equipment yeah, not only your gear but your airsoft guns right yeah so that fudges around with the wiring a lot of the uh like plastics will absorb mm -hmm. and expand sometimes so that's why you got to watch out for your hop-up buckings that's what tony mentioned it as well as for gas blowback users rust is a big one oh my gosh yeah, yeah. yeah. well yeah. yeah just moisture in general for yeah. that one too because people don't realize that right yeah so there's, there's actually a lot to, to go over when it comes to just maintenance in general not just winter in general because this is yeah, it is. It is the wet season, so you know we mention it. But yeah, the operating temperatures at this time too make it difficult to use some equipment sometimes, especially your gas blowback users. I can tell you that it's just very hard to use it because the temperatures are sometimes at the zero degrees, and you know their optimal operating temperatures are fifteen degrees. Like <laughs> unless you have an M, M uh, what is it uh, MWS? Apparently, they could work well into zero degree weather. So that's what I heard anyway. But I haven't tried it out myself. Hopefully someone can confirm that. 
Um, yeah, moving on. Um, I don't have anything else to add for winter maintenance at this point. Um, what about you, Mac? I'm guessing none. Your your tech is down there already, so he's gonna deal with my problems but uh <laughs> the people who don't have uh, tech readily available thanks tech um you know it's it's definitely one of those things where you kind of need to make a decision on whether you need to kind of adjust your play style especially for these climates and stuff right like yeah it's, it's a little variety it never hurt anybody so you know don't be scared to branch off guys if you want to try something else you know like it's wet maybe maybe i don't want to do the AEG. Maybe I'm going to switch to that Springer sniper rifle that I bought and have had sitting there forever. And I'm going to play back because it's cold. And you know, you know, like these are different things. Is this to... is this when everybody moves to sniper rifles in the winter time? It's a winter, yeah. They don't want to run around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Actually, one of those photos was me using a Springer. So I mean, even though it's so much better to be running around. Yeah, I agreed. You're you're gonna. You're gonna have more warmth if you run around. Mm. More sweat too. That's me, though. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so other activities uh, Mac was mentioning. There are other safe winter activities that you can do. Um, that doesn't yeah, like that you don't have to go down to the field for. Um, so there there is a lot of things that you could train for. Um, indoors, I, I say again, indoors, right? Just when you're going out in public, like you're like. Your backyard, now, I was mentioning this on um, a recent post that I saw, but if you're at your backyard, you're still in public view uh, within your neighbor, right? So if your neighbor sees you and they don't know what you're doing and you're playing around with guns, what's the first thing they're going to react? They're going to be like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm going to call the cops, mm-hmm. right? It takes one story to basically ruin everybody's fun at Airsoft. Yeah. So let's keep that in mind, guys. When you're doing activities outside of the field, right? If you're doing it at home, do it indoors. So there are certain things that you can do, like dry fire training. I mean, that's that's yeah. a big one for a lot of uh, real steel shooters as well. That's the reason why they use airsoft is because it's much safer than <laughs> it's much safer to load something like a plastic BB. You know, practicing in your your garage or your basement. You know, dry fire training. You could train. You could do quick draws. Um, you could do all the cool. Um, what is it? Uh, you could do all the cool video uh, YouTube um, influencer stuff that uh, that people do online. Uh, up to you. You can train all that. I'm sure Mac can uh, tell you all about it anyway because he probably trains at home. Um, <laughs> yeah, so train at home. Train transitions. Um, if you want, post up videos of it in our Discord too. Let's see how fast you guys can draw. Yeah, don't post them on your socials. Post them here. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't post them on your socials, guys. Unless you really want to, then please make sure that you are indoors, not outside. Well, I mean, right? well, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, If you're at a designated place, go ahead and do those sorts of videos. But I'm just talking about the kids that want to hang out outside in their backyard with the complex in the background. Guys, I know that that's not somewhere where you should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other fun activities, clearing the house or cleaning the house. Clearing, clearing, cleaning the house. But do it clean, 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 clean it first, then do it, clear it. Do it tactically, right? Uh, your kids are probably playing, uh, what is it, a... Uh, Ready or not, um, yeah, like a lot of kids are playing that right now. I don't know if there are, but I guess Call of Duty is a big one. Uh-huh. Um, but not running outside, running indoors, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you like Tarkov, yeah. Corner leans, um, practice your corner leans. Get that, don't don't get that chicken wing out. Wait, Rainbow Six corner leans. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking more of Tarkov. Corner leans. Yeah. Yeah, but you get head eyes though. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a big one, Mac. You'll love this one. How about working out? Well, that's definitely a, a big one uh, that I would I mean, it's, it's, suggest for people. It's after New Year's and Christmas, so I need to work out too. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I, dude, that's how I feel. Like, I really want to get back onto the grind and stuff because yeah. I've been so busy with the holidays and uh, the move, and just uh, I haven't been able to just be in my happy place you know and and with the gyms closing it makes me like so with the gyms closed yeah work out at home i mean yeah. you get the work benefit out at home work you, out outside you, you, you get know? the benefit of working with your airsoft guns while you're working out at home so you could do stuff like you know up like drills push ups up, up, up drills down up down practice those because i've seen a lot of you guys just like 
getting out of a prone position and then going to a run and you're already out of breath. That's like I would literally just practice up drills. The amount of people that can't get their gun on target and then oh, claim up, that up they drills. shot. Yeah, gotcha. that, that they shot people. I'm like, no, you didn't, dude. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was ta- I was talking about from prone and then going all the way up to a stand. No, position. those are fine too, but let's yeah. start at the basics. Just freaking get your gun on target. Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not wrong. People coming around the corner, a lot of um negative engagements i find comes down to someone who thought they had their gun up but really they they don't and then they do fire a couple shots but they're not aiming at the person i agree i agree jeff uh when uh jeff the uh, jtf guy that trained uh that was doing the training here um when i took his training um he said his number one priority when you're training someone is to always have your gun at that ready position right not not down like like most people do in city right no like like... up right up like that right you 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 don't have to aim down the site right but you always have to have it straight up like even Mm. if you have to drop it down just a couple inches like that right so you can just bring it up right away i can't remember what it's called yeah but it's 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 basically like being able to identify whatever's in front of you and then being able to actively deal with what's yeah, in front of you. Yeah, right? because you only so. you only got like a millisecond to bring it up and then fire. You could you could fire as you're moving up. That's what he told me. He's like of all the times he was clearing like uh, ships and stuff, he always has his weapon platform up. And he always had that thing fed with as much magazines. He never transitions to a pistol. So I, I know Oh really? He kept his primary up. Yeah, it's always primary. His pistol is always going to be like if he ever runs out of ammo or he needs to off himself. That's, that's what he said to me. That's what he said Jesus to me. That's Christ. what he said to me. Yeah, you don't want to fight. You don't want to fight a gunfight. Yeah. Hard, hardcore Because guy. he will he will fight. He will fight until the end, right? Like until he runs out of ammo and then he'll reload that thing, right? So practice that. Always have your primary up, right? If if your primary is really heavy, especially like if you're using like one of those Zenko AK platforms, on it, like, you know, all the kids load up as much accessories on it. If you're going to play with that make sure you you carry around run with it and as well as you're able to bring it up right up online on target right because if you can't then you're gonna need to work out more get those arms get those get those jello arms working out hey mike added a really good point there uh in high stress cqb ready <laughs> but also... well it's, it's always high ready oh yeah it's always high ready it's always high port on a ship yeah in, in, in confined spaces just because you don't want to no, shoot that, anybody that's, in the foot that's what he told me and um yeah he he had some wicked stories about clearing ships and stuff and it took them like six hours just to clear one ship and then they were missing one guy so they had to re-clear it again something like that so it's pretty cool but yeah we're working out um especially at these uh like covid times with with the shutdowns at the gym yeah work out at home you get the benefit of working out with your airsoft gun airsoft gear even right so if you have all that gear and it's weighing you down yeah work out with it um another one if you don't really want to work out um work on your communication skills uh play some cooperative team games right right tack right tarkov mm-hmm. right you're yep. supposed to be watching yep. that corner but it died anyway because the guy snuck through and you didn't watch that corner i i, I, I kind of feel shots fire I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like like my, <laughs> my gun my like so so what happened with my gun malfunctioned and instead oh, of oh, staying, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, instead yeah. of staying on point, because uh-huh. I had a secondary and I oh, yeah. swapped to my second. And actually, this uh-huh. is a bad habit that oh, yeah. I get into, and this is actually an oh, important yeah. thing that Matt uh-huh. was talking about was switching and transit and, le- and practicing your transitioning. Practicing, yeah. Because I have so many times, and I know it's just a video game, but even that, just like um, practicing told, the movement, right? Uh, what was R- Richard calling it? Your Oodaloo loop right yeah. right like the way the way your thought process and the way you kind of go yeah, through if thinking something and stuff breaks like it if something breaks it you're basically fucked yeah so yeah. you know for, for in that situation because you don't you're not practicing it it's like i make the mistake a lot of the time of i bring a primary with the intention of switching to it but in a panic situation i i don't and for some reason i turn like a bitch and i die yeah. <laughs> like <a> <laughs> so i'm being honest there yeah so, no but it, that, it, that's that's what um brings out uh in uh in in like games like that is um it brings out a uh a review of what happened afterwards and you could it, you, you know you could repeat yeah. it over and over again that's the key but the the thing that maintain that you maintain with it is your communication skills which are the teammates and stuff um it yeah like especially if you're playing squad 
or like Tarkov or like even like Warzone and stuff, right? Because yeah. you're communicating with your teammate, you're you're doing callouts and stuff, right? You, well, you could do the same thing in in a field, like in an airsoft field. Exactly. Up to that point, in my opinion, that was one of the best raids that I had that wipe because of our communication, like wiping that SVD dude right outside of the fact like like he that guy had no chance and then the guy uh when we got into dorms okay like before we ended up getting clapped because of the guys who came after when we both pincered in and then i noticed that one door yeah. open and i'm like that's a quest door and i know for a fact someone had beat us there and gotten in there and but you guys met up with me and i held that hallway and then finally i did yeah see yeah the guy three, we, we had three guns pointed at it and then that's oh, when the grenade uh, came out right yeah that that was beautiful and that guy had no idea what kind of hornet's nest that he just uh, rocked by sticking himself <laughs> like he should have just stayed there hid behind the closed door and just moved on with life but yeah. he didn't do that so like in that situation though after you know you died when you talk about communication yeah i should have communicated that my gun was down and because i didn't communicate that to you that ended up being the fault in that sort of yeah yeah so I, I didn't expect someone to walk into the hallway which was like your the entry point was like uh, at your area. You know, I'm sitting there going, "What the heck? What? Where did he come from?" Right? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it because I was trying to, you know, trying to deal with the GS wound and then as well as like healing up and stuff. But yeah, no, these things happen. That's fine. But that's that's you know, you work out your communication right with your teammates, and that's always fun to do because you're not exerting yourself as much. You're you're more using this a lot more. Because mm -hmm. you're, you know, identifying targets, you're making sure your teammates are okay, you're making sure your situational awareness is there. So, a lot of things you could just develop in here while you're, you know, in winter mode, basically. I mean, we're all gamers here, so we, we understand that it is, it's what got us into Airsoft, right? But, you know, you, now you're using video games as an addition to what you're training for in Airsoft anyway. So, that's that's a big one to do. I mean, there's a lot more time to play in wintertime. Um, like myself, you know. Like, love playing Tarkov, play it in wintertime, no problem. You know, come come up to spring or summertime when there's more activities outside and there's more sun outside in the evening time. Yeah, I'd be outside more. Um, you have kids, um, yeah, uh, bye, bye, bye time. So, <laughs> bye, bye time. Bye, bye, bye time. time. Sorry, <laughs> you don't have time yeah. to game. I'm sure, I'm sure these adults do, but um, yeah, it just becomes very difficult, especially when I have responsibilities outside of you know, work and stuff. But yeah, so that is it that you could do outside of uh, winter activities. That's you know that's safe and and you could develop skills over time. Um, what about you guys? Uh, do you have any other uh, other things that you you do for airsoft related um, that you could add to this list? Uh, you know what, game plan. So like, uh, if you uh, are a type of person who sort of likes to go into something, you know, ahead of time and stuff like that, if you like knowing a map ahead of time, wanting to plan, sort of anything you don't like planning on the fly. I know there's some people like that and want to move more sort of like planned and methodically. Uh, there's and there's nothing wrong with that. That it's each to their own playstyle. Um, doing mock simulations, you know, like sort of like what they're getting into about doing dry fire training, clearing the house and stuff like that. Um, you can go through your actions and your motions and stuff like that. And that's something that can be uh, done, you know, during your off days and whatnot. So, yeah, um, for one thing I learned from dry fire training is um, don't try and repeat the same thing over and over again. It becomes muscle memory, yes, but you also got to include things like, oh, shoot, the mag is backwards or something like that. What do I do? I got to troubleshoot it, right? Mm -hmm. Or things like, oh, no, there's another BB stuck on the chamber or something, especially for gas blowbacks. That happens a lot. Like, you got to clear it properly, look at it, clear it properly and stuff, and then do it again, right? Um, if you have the space to do it, yeah, you could fire. You don't have to dry fire. You could just fire, um, you know, in your, like, garage or something and train like that and get you know get bb's feeding through it and stuff like that but yeah um i find that if you do the same thing over and over again it becomes repetitive and the same if something comes along the way where you didn't train for it and be like oh no like i didn't i don't know what to do with this then you're gonna have to troubleshoot it so it's better to do a lot more troubleshooting than a lot more of the same repetitive thing for muscle memory because mm -hmm. yeah muscle memory is great like you could do things right on the fly and stuff like that right mm -hmm. but as far as like troubleshooting you got to train that more because you want to you want to like if problem if a problem arises right you got to be ready for taking care or 
unjamming things or like I had one video in my gas blowback when I was doing YouTube back then is uh I had one where I had triple BB feed. Yeah. So I had one one jam up. I flipped like racked it, looked at it, flipped it to the side, BB fell out. But as I racked it in, the BB fell in again and then it jammed up the entire system where it jammed up the uh, the trigger unit because it went oh, all the way back. Yeah. It, yeah. it released it from the uh, chamber, went all the way back to the trigger and then parked went itself the underneath and then as the as the bolt went forward, it stuck mm. underneath. So now I have to double troubleshoot it somewhere where I have to actually open the entire system, right? Crack open the entire M4. There it was Shit. in the trigger system. Have to rack the hammer back and then let it fall out and then, you know, maintain the entire system. And that, that like, I, I actually practiced that a lot where I had to manually open it and stuff, look at it, mm. troubleshoot it, and then put it back in. And then, yeah, that entire process only took me like 20 or 20 to 15 seconds to to fix but right if you weren't ready for it you might take longer right because you have to fiddle around with it and i was under yeah. fire too right so yeah train troubleshoot you know repeat troubleshoot some more you know do like make sure it's not the same thing make sure you try to do it like from a prone position from a crouch from like a standing yeah. or when you're out of breath and stuff so you know it's like what is it um what's his name trains all the time um uh, everyone's favorite bit, uh, video uh, shooter on YouTube. Liku? Yeah, not Liku. Uh, oh, that guy trains so much. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about T-Rex? Yeah, T-Rex Arms. Yeah, he, he, oh. does, <laughs> he, does all, he does all kinds of crazy things, right? But uh, Yeah, but we're, we're airsofters, so Liku, yeah. Liku. Yeah, Liku, Liku, Liku's our best <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like that's, that's my best recommendation for dry fire training is, yeah, repetition, yes. Troubleshooting, even more practice, mm. yes. Um... Yeah, house cleaning, corner leaning. Um, kind of hard to to train that if no one's actually trained you on how to do it. But you can just watch a bunch of videos. Like, uh, uh, who are those guys? Uh, UF uh, UF Pro. No, yeah, those they, guys, Project Echo. Yeah, yeah, Project Echo. They 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 teach you some pretty good stuff. Again, like if you're doing it alone, then you're you're on your own. But it's better if you're out there with like. That's why the cooperative gameplay is uh, like to increase your communication skill is a must, especially for video games, because it, it teaches you a lot about situational awareness, um, what your teams are doing, how you guys communicate together as a team and, you know, so forth. So you're pushing forward that that'll basically add on to airsoft stuff. And yeah, like communication is key regardless. Um, yeah, uh, that's. That's pretty much it. Sorry, I, I took over that one, didn't I? <laughs> uh, what about you, Mac? Is there anything you want to add to that? Like mm. other fun activities to do? To make sure that you're like better prepped for airsoft, just in case, like, because I get it, the winter months are terrible. So work out, mm. gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, working out is one thing, but honestly, uh, training your body is sorry. So training your body is one thing, but training your mind is another. So you guys have already mentioned about teamwork and cooperative skills that you can utilize in video games and such like that. But also just kind of like reading up on history and learning about tactics and formations and stuff like that. That can actually be pretty beneficial. You know, um, I know it sounds boring or dumb and i don't know if everyone's gonna like it and stuff like that but for me i actually look up a lot of like ancient battles and everything like that and understand how you know they thought at that time or why they did something and you know like when to implement the flank like you know like these are things that um you know if you look at the broader pictures of things you're you're kind of able to piece together in in everyday situations and stuff so that's just my thought process on it is if you know your history uh you you don't repeat it and i i agree with that statement too because of the fact that when we do our segments like for deep dives into like platforms and stuff you know how we go into the deep dive of history first yep of how we got here mm -hmm. right because it's it's always good to learn the history context of things before we start diving into what we're talking about because a little bit of backstory always helps yeah know, 100%. What, what what we're doing right that's why i'm you know like a lot of the milsims i do tend to like read up on the backstory of what happened and stuff because it gives me a greater greater emphasis of especially if i'm, if I'm like leading a squad or something like that it gives me a greater emphasis of what we're actually either fighting for or what we're who we're fighting and what the situation is currently, what the situational awareness is, what the mindset is of, like, let's say, the civilians or something like that. 
right? It gives me a better idea of what's happening, right? If, if I just go in there and it's like, oh, it's just a regular skirmish, then I'll treat it like a regular skirmish, right? Exactly. Uh, even if there's game mechanics involved, right? A little bit of backstory will help. It also helps for just the LARPing purpose of it as well, because, you know, it'd be like, oh, it's set in the Middle East. Oh, it's set in, like, South Africa or something. Or, you know, an African country or something. And then, you know, I, I come up with my best, my best uh, acting job at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, there's a backstory. It's like I am Boris. Hello, <laughs> but you're 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 in Africa. I am a mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> I go where the vodka takes. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, no, that's that's a good one to add. Actually, is just the history portion of it. Well, just educating yourself, man, on so many different topics and stuff. Like there are so many things that I've taught myself on YouTube, or just like watch documentaries on, and kind of like Reddit or uh, read articles articles or I've read Wikipedia, books on yeah. yeah exactly like this like it's all out there guys and it's all up to what you want to if you have put the time it. for it right like hey if you have the time don't talk to me about time man I'm always doing stuff okay it's called priorities gotcha good all right well I think that is it for this segment of winter is here there is definitely a lot of things to do in winter whether you want to play airsoft we're here for you we mm -hmm. will facilitate winter airsoft games for you. Our staff will be able to be out there. You can play safely. No problem. Come out and play airsoft. It's pretty safe. You know, there's no problem. We'll make sure you're safe. If you're not the type that likes to play in winter, hey, we've just provided you with a bunch of things that you can do. A um, bunch of, uh, you know, other safe activities to do as well. Um, not just, you know, Playing airsoft, you know, you could, again, with the history portion that you're talking about, Mac, and as well as, you know, the maintenance that you're talking about, TAC, and as well as, you know, communication, and as well as working out, hey, it's all there for you. Um, keep in mind, if you're going to play in wintertime, right, Mac did spill out a whole bunch of advice for you on what to wear. Um, make sure you take those advice to heart, because... We don't like it if uh, if you come in there and you are all of a sudden very cold or not able to play. Then you're just basically <laughs> wasting how you, you know you're 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 wasting your admission for just trying to stay warm. So, mm -hmm. all right. So that is it for episode seventy one. Hack, you could do the closing because you're the best at it. I I feel like this is deja vu, but hey guys, this has been the Panthers Up Holding Table Talk with your boy Jack, Mac, and Poi. We hope you guys have a great time. We'll see you guys on the weekend. It's been episode 71. All right. See you. Bye-bye.